is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you there. And by the way, it is the Independence Day edition of the show tonight. We are actually here in the studio. Uh, No one has taken a day off because... We really don't take days off on Free Talk Live. We can avoid it. Uh, Try to have uh, live programming for you seven days a week, all year long, regardless of what national holiday or religious holiday uh, might be the flavor of the day. So we're here for you. Tonight, it's Ian in the studio. And Nemi. And Mark. All right, 855-450-FREE. Same number as always. You can dial in and uh, take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. And I think appropriately for Independence Day tonight... Which, by the way, uh, I know we talk about it every year. For our listeners that have been listening forever, they, I don't know if they're tired of hearing us point this out, but it's important to point it out, that uh, this is Independence Day. At least that was the original concept behind this day as a holiday, was to celebrate independence from, in the, I guess in the case, the original reason for the holiday was uh, you know, the Redcoats, independence from uh, British rule. But I think just the idea of celebrating independence is uh, is a good thing. Absolutely, as well. that's what I did today. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, well, I think that there's a lot of dependent people in this country, and there's not really much more much appreciation for independence. Uh, is anybody under the delusion that this is a free country, uh, or that people here are independent? Because it doesn't seem that way anymore. In fact, if you look at what the news media says. It seems like everybody calls it the 4th of July anymore. Nobody really calls it Independence Day. Very rarely will you see it referred to as Independence Day. And I just kind of think that, you know, I'm not saying chicken or the egg. I think that uh, the news media both reflects reality and kind of creates it at the at the same time. Art imitates life, imitates art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's an I, interesting observation. I noticed that today, too. I that went people to, calling it the 4th of uh, July? Yeah, it, it, and it was only the bagel place where I went to meet a friend for breakfast that, that called it Independence Day. Of mm-hmm. all the places I went today that were closed. People will tell you, happy 4th of July. Have a great 4th of July. You know, wherever you would. So normally- what uh, Barack Obama said to the swearing-in ceremony um, at the White House for some uh, new citizens that were had served uh, proudly in his military. He said that today. Happy, yeah. let's go have a great Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's the politicians, the pundits, the people on television, the news anchors. Everyone calls it the Fourth of July. Now that doesn't mean it's uh, some kind of conspiracy theory or anything like that. It's just reflective of what the days become. It's not a holiday about independence anymore because that's not important. Well, it's not. And that's true of Veterans Day and Memorial Day as well. And as a member of a military family, I've, I've heard about this my entire life. Um, you know, Veterans Day is Armistice Day, the, the day that the armistice was signed to end, what, World War II? Um, armistice, I think, was uh, World War I. World War I. All right. And then Memorial Day is just a long weekend for everybody to have a barbecue. Yeah, and that's ultimately what this day is. I think it was a Civil War holiday initially, Memorial Day, if I remember correctly. I'd have to look at uh, look them both up. I mean, ultimately, that's what all of these things have become for people, right? As an excuse to have a barbecue. Take the day off. Take the day off. Get some have sun. A few, have a few drinks with uh, the friends and family. And that's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with, with having a barbecue and enjoying time with your loved ones. Nothing wrong with that at all. I just, uh, it's just sad. That's It's just a it's commentary on how sad things are out there in this country that uh, people don't value independence anymore they don't uh, even really you know if you look at uh, the idea of independence uh, do, do people even consider it do people even 
on today, today, you know, this particular day when you should be considering independence in that concept, does it even cross people's minds? Do they even really think that much about this? Or is it, one out of hey, seven, let's light off some firecrackers? One out of seven American households is on food stamps. I don't think people are thinking about in, independence. I think I've, they're thinking about d- dependence. Absolutely not. It's a nice day to go out and see a parade. But it's it's yep. not a, it's not a day for those of who the you know last week we talked about a letter to the editor who objected to uh, protesters uh, or marching for peace in the it was Memorial Day parade was it not that's right I was one of those folks it, you know and it's um, it only military service in the true meaning of a holiday really only means something to someone who's necessarily personally affected by it or who is personally offended by it. Right. So like somebody who's been in the military or had a loved one in the military. Right. That sort of thing. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts are certainly welcome. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. But, you know, speaking of dependence, I want to talk about secession on the way, but also speaking of dependence, Mark, you said one in seven are on, what was it, food stamps? Food stamps. Yeah, I've got it here. Um, and that's one in seven people or households? One in seven Americans are on food stamps. I said households before. Households, the- it's 15%. Yeah, it says, but the government is pushing to enroll more, in many instances working to overcome Americans' pride, (laughs) self-reliance, or failure to see a need. Wow, so they're pushing it, basically. They don't want independence. And this is related to a story I brought in as well. $80 billion a year is used for food stamps, but the feds won't reveal what's purchased. Well, how would they know anyway? I mean, I don't. Think- now they've got cards. I mean, right? Every every store in America has some kind of val- uh, you know tracking system. Tracking how system. How much of this is you used t- on lobster and caviar, and how much of it is used on? Do you think the feds really have that kind of granular Absolutely. information? Absolutely. I don't think so. I can't imagine how they don't. They can probably see what stores the card is used at, but I, I don't know. That, that would be interesting to hear from somebody in the grocery industry who knows the behind the scenes of what information is transmitted where. The crappy little uh, customer loyalty card I have from the local grocery store is nothing compared to a credit card. It looks like a cheap knockoff, but it'll tell that grocery store everything that I've purchased. Right, I and mean, send him f- coupons for, for it. For the government. The customer card Right, will. wait, right. wait, wait. wait. For the if the government wants to make that you know if the customer wants to go there then the and the store wants to accept food stamps they can the the federal government could I don't know if they do but they could just as easily say look we need to know the information of what those people are buying I I believe that is true if they Google can could. do it the government can do it well the government isn't uh, the most efficient organization I would think that if they wanted to uh, get information about you like if they wanted to investigate Mark Edge and see what uh, Mark Edge was having for breakfast and what he was buying they could very easily get that information should they ask the store for it but to think that they're getting reporting on all that I don't know it seems a little paranoid maybe that's exactly what's going on I, I, I don't we're know all speculating I think here. it should be tracked honestly. With the EBT card? Yeah, absolutely. I want to know what taxpayer dollars is being spent on. Well, it's essentially, it's a cash card. This goes back to a story we were talking we about were talking last about, week. Well, this is food stamps, and food stamps are different than the card okay, we were talking EBT about. the EBT is the cash card, right? No, electronic benefits transfer. And it, it, that is what EBT stands for, and that is either food stamps or cash benefits. Weren't we talking about a cash card Cash last cards, week? yep. Like a check card, basically, yep, with some cash loaded on it? That and was called food EBT, stamps right? work the same way. Food stamps work the same way. It's the same kind of card. And I it, think it's called the same thing. It, it's called the same right. thing. So they're just swiping a card at the, the register. 
I mean, I doubt that means they're getting a transmission of all the data. It, of it, the, if the that's true, then it just goes to show the level of incompetence that goes behind, and you know, right? The they're just handing cash out to right, people, right? Exactly. It, it could very well be that. As far as I'm concerned, if I was in charge of this program, and I will never be in charge of this program, and they would never put me in charge of this program, you know, they would only you'd only be able to buy whole foods with it. You'd be able to buy certain meats, um, you'd, and not the and not the high end cuts. The, uh, not the organic. Well, I mean, I, I think I would let them have the organic as far yeah. as I'm concerned, but I wouldn't let them. They wouldn't be able to buy the, uh, you know, the, 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 the Demonico steaks or the, <laughs> or the caviar filet, filet or lobster. Mignon. I don't yeah. know how many of them are buying caviar and lobster. Lobster's been on sale at five ninety nine a pound. I might uh, let them get it on sale. Yeah. Uh, but you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get, uh, you know, all these big companies, ConAgra Foods and all these big companies out there that have such a sway with the government. Nothing that came in a bag, a box, uh, you know, any of these things I, I wouldn't go for personally. Used to be probably 20 years ago that it, they've they've issued these cards to remove stigma. Right. Sure. Because if you walked in with your food stamps, you'd be looked down upon by your neighbors. But if you pass them a credit card looking thing, you you look normal. Yeah. You look like the rest of the general population. What's wrong with a little stigma? I don't think there's anything wrong with the stigma. One time I was working at uh, I was working at the the canteen and in prison I was the staff canteen operator for six years or something like that. And one of the officers came and asked me if uh, she was I think she was kidding if they uh, if we took food stamps I or took took these and she showed me something that looked like a one dollar um, uh, traveler's check. Mm. I've never seen any seen it before. I had no idea what it was. I'd look. I, I, what, what is that? More coming back here in moments uh, about money? dependence in America here on this Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Maybe you know more about food stamps and what information is tracked. Let us know. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. C-Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the C-Crane company. Get your Super USB Wi-Fi antenna at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And you may enjoy the features on the site there. You actually can control the content in two ways. One, you can actually submit items to the site. So you find something, maybe a news piece or a YouTube video or something fun that you want to share. You just uh, submit the URL as show prep over at freetalklive.com. It will then appear on the upcoming stories page where you can do part two, which you don't have to do one if you want to do two. You can do uh, you can vote on things without submitting thing anything ever to the site. Uh, but you can actually vote as to what you like or dislike, and the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the site. So uh, head over to freetalklive.com to get interactive there. And remember to vote on the upcoming stories. Just click the upcoming stories link near the top uh, portion of the page. Once again, freetalklive.com. Also, if you're looking for gold or silver, precious precious metals, uh, I'm sure that you've heard ads for them all over ca- the cable news networks and talk radio. Well, 
you know, it can be kind of confusing if you don't have a chance to comparison shop. If you go to gold.freetalklive.com, we've got gold pieces, coins, rounds, whatever you might need there, silver also. And you can do some comparison shopping. Um, there are common coins there that you can compare in other places. Not only will you get some of the best rates available to you from uh, one of the major retailers online, uh, this is Midas Resources with whom we have coupled, um, but you'll be helping Free Talk Live in the process. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so our number here is 855-450-FREE. We've been discussing people who are dependent and the propagation of the idea of dependence. Mark, you were just saying that apparently they are pushing uh, the idea of people getting on food stamps or EBT, these different government programs that uh, give handouts essentially to people. And they're saying that one of the things they have to get, I guess one of the obstacles they have to overcome is some people in America have this resistance to uh, taking government assistance. We've, yeah. got to bre- we've got to break that down, is what they're saying. Yeah, they've got pride, self-reliance, uh, failure to even see a need. Right. So uh, they, it's very important that people feel like that they need the government. And so that's one of the reasons why the government people want to get you on their assistance programs. A 2011 Hunger Champions Award document reveals that local assistance offices have been rewarded for counteracting pride and pushing more people to sign up for benefits. Wow. It's just incredible. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Kelvin. Listening in Colorado, you're on the amp lines on this Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. Hey, Kelvin. Hey, happy Secession Day. That's right. Happy Secession Day? Yes. Oh, I like that. uh, The individual states uh, seceded from the British crown. That's right. I mean, uh, time to, it, so many Americans, I, you know, wonder about secession. They think it's such a bad idea, but that's how this country was created. That's how most of them were created. Yes, that's what I find interesting is that they don't use the word secession, but that's essentially what happened is the states seceded from uh, uh, King George or, or whatever. Yep. So, it, anyhow. Uh, and I, I support that happening to, again. It's, it's high time. Replace an old tyranny with a new one? No, to secede. Again. I don't want another you, you tyranny. Could almost, you could almost go back through the Declaration and look at uh, you know, all the things that were the, the grievances. I mean, I guess we aren't quartering soldiers yet, but uh, most of the other stuff uh, applies one way or another. Uh, I want sure. to go address the, uh, the food stamps thing. Uh, back in the battle days, the food stamp used to be an actual piece of paper, sort of like a dollar bill, and there were restrictions on what you could buy with it. For instance, uh, you couldn't buy cigarettes, and I think you couldn't buy alcohol, and there was probably some other stuff too. Obviously. Still are, but wouldn't have it was the uh, store's responsibility to apply those restrictions, right? Like, yes, it was, and they were actually supposed to ask for an ID card to prove that the person, you know, because there was a black market in. Selling food, food stamps. stamps, you could sell your food stamps for less than face value to right. other people, or you go in and with your twenty dollars food stamp, you buy a dollar fifty's worth of legitimate food, and you get actual money change back. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the reasons uh, to go to this thing. And I would think if there was a you know opportunity for fraud, you'd certainly want to monitor what was being purchased with this this card. I mean, of course, the government's so incompetent, maybe they they don't do that, but. I certainly would if I was running. Right, like that's. I think that that's what's going on here is in this discussion. 
people have been been projecting onto the government how they would have it run. Like, oh, well, of course you'd want to look at what people are buying with the food stamps. It's easy to do. But that would require the government to give a damn about uh, those (laughs) sorts of things. I mean, it's not like it's their money that they're handing out to people. Right. The most competent use of money is when you're spending your money on something. Uh, It gets less competent when you're spending someone else's money on something um, that that you're you know going to benefit from like you know say mom's buying you a christmas present or something says you've got five hundred dollars with which to work go out and buy yourself something nice now you're going to spend that five hundred dollars differently than you would spend five hundred dollars that you earned and the least competent is when you're spending money for someone else on someone else. So if it's mom says, here's 500 bucks, go buy your cousin, whom you don't really know very well, a birthday present. Now you're, you're really in a mess. And so, that's what the government just, just Just to insert something here in this conversation, quick Google search results in an article published on June 25th of this year uh, entitled, Should People on Food Stamps Be Able to Buy Junk Food? This from the Palm Beach Post. State Senator Ron DeStorms from Brandon in Florida says they don't keep track of what is purchased. So, well, New York, New York has been making moves over the last year to eighteen months to restrict. I mean, uh, large sodas. We we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks here on Free Talk Live, but they've they've certainly restricted what you can buy with food stamps. Yeah, and also different these different states, I believe, administer these programs, so you know it gets it gets even more complicated. Sure, but with the EBT cards that you were talking about before, yeah. that's just cash on a card. Cash right? on a card, and it's cash that's given to people for utility payments or rent or a car payment, but they or don't a phone payment. Being used right? cigarettes, apparently. Cigarettes Liquor. and beer. <laughs> yeah, and if if you're trying to get people hooked on uh, this new system, then I guess you want to make it more, you know. Uh, attractive to people so maybe you would try to make it easy to circumvent mm-hmm. so well, people will sign up yeah they Absolutely. want they want dependence so kelvin anything else you want to share tonight uh, i just wanted to mention that the, uh, the bitcoin i've uh, the more i learn about it the more excited i get uh, i did get the chance to talk to a few of the the gurus at the pork fest and i've done some more research online because i you know i like to know a little bit more about how these things work before i you know put my cash on the line. And it seems to me that if this thing is divisible enough, uh, you know, there's going to be 20, 20 million Bitcoins or something like that in existence, and they're divisible down 21 to million. Uh, eight, 21 million. Okay. Yeah. And I think there's decimal eight decimal places. So if you, I guess if you drive, divide 21 million by uh, one micro or whatever, whatever eight decimal places get. That's a lot of Bitcoins. Yeah. It well, is. I'm wondering if it's conceivable that that could actually become a, like a world currency. It's, uh, people, yeah. people are proclaiming that that's the case, and it has so many advantages. Um, you know, only time will tell, but it has so many advantages. There are all those advantages. What we'll ultimately uh, find out about is whether or not people will see it, they'll value it, and they'll start using it. Because if people start using it and start accepting it, then it'll change pretty fast because yeah. it can be adopted very quickly. So thank you, right, Kelvin, well, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. By the way, uh, we can talk more about uh, bitinstant.com as a good place to go to get your Bitcoins here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter, and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian-inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. 
If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder, and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And if you've got some Bitcoins, you want to send us a uh, tip, you may send it to the Bitcoin tip jar. And you can do that by going to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. That's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. But you need to have Bitcoins first. What's that? You don't have them? Well, go ahead and get some. You should get them now before uh, they could possibly go up in price as more people realize the value, as Kelvin was just talking about a moment ago, the value of Bitcoin and why it's so useful. It's completely decentralized. It's mathematically impossible for anybody to freeze your account. Uh, It's impossible for the government guys to come in and block your account, uh, to raid the business because there is no business. It's just an open source currency that's completely decentralized. There's no corporation behind this. There's no government behind it. This is incredibly dangerous to the status quo. The use of bitcoins is almost a a revolutionary act, simply because you are taking your business, whatever it is you're doing, outside of the purview of the financial transaction system. Keeping it away from the bankers, the ones that uh, have created this this problem that we have on a global basis, Mm -hmm. whether you're talking about uh, the pigs, including uh, Spain and and Greece, or whether you're talking about uh, the the, the financial bubble that occurred globally, but in the United States, all these things, if, if if you feel like those people got away with it, and if you don't feel like they got away with it, then you're not paying attention. But if you feel like those people got away with it, stop using their money. Yeah. Because they're just going to keep printing out those dollars, and that'll mean that they're going to steal value from you. And if you've got your money in different forms, if you have them in other forms, because there's also silver, gold, precious metals, another good way to store value, uh, bitcoins are another option for you. And they're way more usable than gold or silver. They're infinite, you know, almost infinitely divisible, down to eight digits, eight decimal points. That's, that's a lot of divisibility sure is and uh so you can go to weusecoins.org learn more about the bitcoin there that's weusecoins.org there's a great quickie little less than two minute intro video there on the site and uh, then go to bitinstant.com to get your bitcoins with cash you can deposit the cash at the at a bank or you can deposit it at uh, apparently at 7-eleven which I'm curious to try that out, see how exactly that works. That sounds fascinating to me. I love that, uh, that you don't have to even be a part of the banking system to get your hands on bitcoins. So, bitinstant.com, 855-450-FREE. Good way to create more independence in your life is to get some bitcoins so you're not dependent on the U.S. government's federal uh, dollar or any other dollars or whatever the other t- currencies are around the world. Uh, so, you will lessen your dependence on government currency. Bitinstant.com. You know, since we're talking about the EBT uh, food stamps thing, there's a little bit more here to this story that I just pulled up. I was just looking to see, you know, I'd, I'd asked Google the question of, uh, the, the question I asked was, does government track what is purchased with food stamps? This was the second link 
uh, on the first or first and second link on the page. Should people on food stamps be able to buy junk food from the Palm Beach Post? Some politicians and health advocates want to restrict food stamp recipients from buying junk food. They say the junk food ban would lead to healthier food purchases and reduce health care costs. Critics say it would do neither and would stigmatize those on government assistance. Lawmakers in several states. Okay, so A, <laughs> um, I think that it's clear that giving people free healthy food is going to result in people eating healthier food. I mean, this is an incentive and it's obvious. Now, uh, the stigmatization. I understand that what people are concerned that uh, people might be feel that there's a stigma behind food stamps and therefore might not feed their kids, uh, you know, if they, you know, might not get on food stamps as, uh, otherwise. But I want there to be a stigma. Yeah, not me too. To, I mean, you know, the, at this point, there aren't any incentives to get off of food stamps. I don't know that much about them, but it, 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 it's, the incentives are all messed up. If the government isn't even checking what you're buying, you've got or some real incentive problems. what you're buying. Right. 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 They're, they're trying. Trying. I mean, some people have tried in uh, several states, including Florida and Illinois, but unsuccessfully uh, to try to make soda chips and candy ineligible for, for purchase with food stamps, now called the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. No one, however, knows how many taxpayer dollars go to buy junk food. And that's where the quote from the uh, state senator came in, where she says that they don't keep track of what is purchased. Uh, she, uh, this is Rhonda Storms in Florida, recently introduced a failed bill to restrict junk food purchases in the legislature. She says, how then does the state know whether the purchases are for legal items and not for, say, toilet paper, magazines, beer? Well, Tampons. Uh, grocery store cash registers identify food stamp eligible purchases from those that aren't eligible, just as they differentiate taxable items from non-taxable items. The issue isn't whether the purchases are legal or not. It's that neither the USDA, which administers food stamps, nor any other government agency can identify how much of those legal purchases are chips and soda versus lettuce and carrots. The USDA so far has opposed restrictions on junk food purchases, although government data have linked poverty to higher obesity levels and more soda consumption. The department's website says that no evidence exists that food stamp participation contributes to poor diet quality or obesity. But then again, how would they gather the evidence? They don't have it. They I don't that, have that information. I thought there was evidence that people, the poor, the poorer people in the United States were fatter. Yes, there is. It's oh. just not tied directly to, to the, the use stamps. of food stamps. They're tenuous ties. Right. They're just saying that uh, food stamp participation, they don't have evidence that it uh, contributes to poor diet quality or obesity. And again, that's because they don't have that data. They don't have that information about what is and what anyway. is not. I, I don't, I, I'm sorry. I cannot believe that an $80 billion program is really left to programming and cash registers. Why, why can't you believe it? I mean, it's a government here we're talking about. These are the people that they are uh, inefficient. They have trouble delivering. Colossally uh, I can't believe time. because I, don't, I can't believe that a, a power would not want to know what that money is being spent on Agreed. and control it. That makes sense. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, I guess it's just not that way. Right. At least that's the public uh, statement here. 855-450-FREE. In this, the, in this case, they know that having the information would probably be detrimental to them. I'm, I'm only trying to come right. up with, uh, yeah. with some kind of uh, positive solution here. They know that having that information will be detrimental to them, kind of in the way that uh, the you know gun dealers don't want to know necessarily what you're going to do with the gun and and, um, you know, bartenders don't want to know that you're driving home. 
Right. All they really care about is passing out money. I mean, they're not really that concerned with actually helping anybody. They want, the more money they can pass out, the larger their bureaucracy, the, the more, more they The more money they can pass out. Also, the fewer the restrictions there are on that money, the more their corporate buddies can benefit. You know, you mentioned ConAgra Foods and these other mega corporate uh, food producers. ConAgra, you know, I've got uh, had some Crunch and Munch the other day. I noticed they made Crunch and Munch. So, you know, they've got all kinds of different uh, products that are not so healthy for you that they'd love to get in people's hands. And so certainly these big companies likely very much support the idea that food stamps uh, can be used on all of their products, not just some of their products. Sure. So that I'm sure that's an uh, influential factor as well. And uh, so, you know, basically the USDA here is saying, well, see no evil here, no evil. We don't have any information that says that, uh, that our food stamps contribute to unhealthy lifestyles. So we're not going to go look for that information because then we'd actually have to change how our program we runs. We do studies on everything, yeah. but we're not going to do studies Study on, on that. that. So 855-450-FREE. Hey, speaking of uh, government assistance programs, according to CNN Money, uh, there are more than one in three Americans live in a household that receives Medicaid, food stamps, or other means-based government assistance as of mid-2010, according to a new report. I, what, what is means-based? Is this, uh, you know, people that are, you know, poor? Is that the idea? Probably based on uh, so financial So we're not talking income. about Social Security or Medicare then, right? That is not mentioned here. Correct. We're talking about food stamps. Uh, we're talking about WIC Women's, infant, and children, food stamps, Medicaid, housing and I don't want to say. Look, I'm I, I, I'm not going to say that I think that these programs, uh, you know, that that some people don't need these programs. I think they some people do certainly need, do need these programs, and uh, but I think that the government is incentivized to make people dependent upon them, and so therefore they tend to inflate the roles. They they have no accountability for who should be on and who should be off. Well, right. Obviously, there's fraud. And in this circumstance, if people if people aren't given that little nudge like the baby bird out of the nest, not even a get... little nudge, big old kick to the pants. Well, Some of them, seriously. Having, right. I think that having compassion uh, and uh, and actually talking to people and seeing what their situation is and customizing an assistance program to help them would be the way to do it. And you can't have the government do those things. So we just need to get the government out of it and allow people who care in a community to help yeah. people that need help. Do it, do it locally. Up. It's Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. You want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers, too. Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number here tonight on this Independence Day edition of the program, 855-450-FREE. We're here live. Take your calls about whatever's on your mind, 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight in the studio, it's Ian. Nami. And Mark. As we continue here to discuss independence and its opposite, dependence which seems to be more popular these days than ever, with the government guys actively promoting it, pushing people to become dependent, giving them incentives to become dependent. It's free money. Trying to stop them from having pride in themselves, trying to stop them from those feelings of negativity towards taking government assistance, 
you know the uh, the pride of uh, being able to take care of oneself. Whew, we can't have that. Yeah, I mean, pride seems to jump out a bunch in this particular ar- article, including something called um, described as mountain pride. What uh, is this article you're talking about here? Uh, this is an article from the Daily Caller. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this is hearing from the outreach worker that be- uh, that benefits could be used to purchase seeds and plants for their gardens turned out to be very important strategy in counteracting what they described as mountain pride and appealed to those who wish not to rely on others. The document explains a. Very Eventually, many accepted assistance from the low-income uh, low-income energy assistance program, the qualified Medicare beneficiary program, and others. In some cases, doubling a household's net income in one year. SNAP participation increased over ten percent. Overcoming beliefs um, is a stated method from the USDA to bring more people into the program. They've basically got uh, pushers. They've got salesmen almost. They're yeah. they're hitting people up. And trying to convert them, uh, answering objections. I mean, this sounds like a sales pitch. <laughs> Just like that. I That's exactly an, what it is. An article They've got here a tip sheet, too. From the Heritage, Foundation, the Heritage Foundation, and their 2012 index of dependence on government shows an alarming trend under the Obama administration of a level of dependence on government that has never been seen before. Today, a full 70% of the federal government's budget goes to pay for housing, food, income, student aid, or some other assistance with recipients ranging from college students to retirees. Hang on. 70% of the federal government's budget? Does that not include the military? Because isn't the military the single largest portion of the federal government's yeah, budget? Yeah, more than half of the discretionary uh, budget. Perhaps it does exclude military okay. spending. So Heritage Pat, Pat, Heritage's Patrick Tyrell writes that other findings from the sh- study show that government dependency jumped 8.1% in the past year, that's between 2011 and now, with the most assistance going toward housing, health and welfare, and retirement. The federal government spent more taxpayer dollars than ever before in 2011 to subsidize Americans. The average individual who relies on Washington could receive benefits valued at $32,748, more than the nation's average disposable personal income. Jeez, I should get, what do I do in working? At the same time, I really, don't know, man. I mean, and these these are the questions that the average Americans asking themselves, and you know, as they continue to ask these questions, they more and more begin to make the answer, "I don't know." Yeah. At the same, especially, especially if they don't have a job. At the same time, nearly half of the U.S. population, forty nine point five percent, do not pay any federal income taxes. And in the next seventy, in the next twenty five years, more than seventy seven million baby boomers will retire. They will begin collecting Before you checks. go on, um, I think that now this is an article, and this is very common for people to get confused. Now, this article is written by a person, a person who's probably not a tax expert. As I understand it, it's 50% of, uh, of uh, returns filed don't pay taxes. That's what they probably mean. And there are a lot more than 50% of Americans that don't pay t- uh, income taxes because a lot of Americans consider many of them under the age of 18, consider many of them over the age of 65, consider many of them that work for themselves or, you know, are, exist the in the, the, black econo- the black and gray economies. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are tens of millions of working age of Americans, tens of millions of working age Americans that don't file tax returns. Thank goodness for them. And so... I, I, More people should stop as I understand filing tax it, returns. And I did the numbers, as I understand it, as best I could, and it's very difficult, 27% of Americans, 27-28% of Americans pay income tax. So, uh, more? And that's just $1. Right. And, and they're the ones paying the bills. 
No. Uh, well, well, I've got some numbers if you do uh, it to it. OK, so here uh, is the information about the one in three, more than one in three Americans living in households that receive Medicaid, food stamps and other means based government assistance as of mid 2010, according to a new report shown over at CNN Money. Uh, when Social Security, Medicare, and unemployment benefits are included, nearly half of the nation lives in a household that uh, received li- – they're saying lived because this was 2010 – but uh, lived in a household that received a government check. So this is Social Security and Medicare, right? That's when you include that. So okay. when Social Security and Medicare are not included, it is more than one in three Americans living in a household that is on benefits. And when you do include Social Security and Medicare, it becomes one out of two. Nearly half. The nation lived in a household that received a government check, according to the Mercatus Center at George Mason University. That's more than 148 million Americans, and those numbers are on their way up thanks to the Great Recession and its aftermath, which, uh, by the way, I'm not convinced that it's over, uh, that, uh, which have pushed record numbers of people onto public assistance programs. And apparently the, the pushers are actually out there hitting the streets trying to get people to sign up as well from the government. In particular, the stubbornly high unemployment rate has left millions of Americans in dire straits. In 2008, one quarter of people lived in households receiving a government lifeline and about 45% a government check, according to the Census Bureau. So in just two years, the numbers have shot up. As far as the amount of people receiving government oh, yeah. benefits. And this was in 2010. As I right. said, um, I believe you just read in your article, Nimi, that uh, there were um, that there was an increase of almost 10 percent. Was it eight point something percent? Eight point one. Eight point one. And then the article I read uh, that was in 2011 was the claim. And then here I read an article that said in just one year, participation increased in SNAP by 10 percent. So you can assume that that number went from 50 percent of households to 55 percent. The federal government sent a record $2 trillion to individuals in fiscal 2010, up nearly 75%. Wait a second. Uh, actually, you could uh, assume that it went to 53% because uh, you said 33% of households uh, were getting uh, assistance that was not uh, Social Security or Medicare. Uh, just because there's a down economy doesn't mean people age more quickly. So um, the Medicare and Medicaid households were just another 22% of the households, bringing it up to 50%. So therefore, you can guess that something like 53 or 54 uh, somewhere something like 53 percent of american households now are on some kind of as of 2010 as of 20 oh no as of today oh as of today because these numbers are from mid 2010 right mid 2010 but i'm adding numbers that we've been talking about here in different articles from 2011 so maybe and maybe because it's mid uh 2012 now you might be able to go to 54 55 percent The federal government, by the way, sent a record $2 trillion back in 2010 in that fiscal year to in benefits to individuals, up nearly 75% from 10 years prior. Now, there is obviously an an inflationary factor there, but it's not going to be 75% inflation in 10 years. No, no. So that's that's pretty huge. Well, I, I you know I, I hear shadow inflation is much higher than uh, the inflation that they tell us is going on. And anybody, my wife, I was just having a conversation with her today, and I was asking her about this because I don't buy the groceries and buy the things for the household. That's her job, and 
you know, she's like, oh, things have just gone up so much. And she doesn't doubt for a second that shadow inflation is at 10 percent. And by shadow inflation, I mean the cost, the real cost of living, the cost of doing things. Because when the government gives its uh, inflationary numbers, they leave things out. They leave a bunch. They leave things out like food, housing and fuel. I want you to try to stop for a second and take fuel, housing and uh, food out of your budget and consider how much more, you know, how much of your budget that is. It's a huge quantity. It's it's a great deal of your discretionary budget. Yeah, your bills generally tend to stay the same. And, you know, that's the overhead and that kind of thing. But when it comes to going to the grocery store and going to work, you know, these these things are expensive endeavors now. Twenty six percent of Americans is again from mid 2010 lived in households where someone received Medicaid. So about one in four. While the figure was 15% for food stamps. Now, remember, these are only the federal assistance programs. So what about state programs? What I about think state local programs, programs are usually incorporated. Um, now, the, the soup kitchen wouldn't be. The food or, pantry wouldn't be. There's a welfare program here that's operated by the city of Keene where Is you can so? go and get money for rent payments. Mm, that's true. So there are all manner of different uh, programs available across the country in local areas. So we're only talking about federal assistance here. So 15% for food stamps, uh, 16% of people in, uh, were living in households collecting Social Security, and 15% of them receiving Medicare benefits. So, And by the way, it points out here that these entitlements have been expanding as the baby boom generation retires. And we've talked before about the, mand- or the I guess, the funding that's coming down the road, like the trillions and trillions and trillions of uh, dollars that essentially these programs are going to pay out. Uh, to people that just can't be funded. Yeah, there's just can't not do enough. It. There's not enough taxes to be collected. Numbers don't work. So something is going to crash and burn here at some point. 855-450-FREE. This cannot keep up forever. 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. Coming up, secession. It's time to talk about it, especially considering it's Independence Day. Hour 2 is next. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you will find there. You can actually control the content by voting on the items on the site. You can create, you can add the items to the site. You can add your own, uh, whatever you want to it, uh, whatever URL online that you want to share with our listeners, you can submit there. But uh, it's also very important for people to vote on those who have submitted things. So what you do is you click on Upcoming Stories right there on the front page, and then that will show you all of the user submissions from the past two or three days, basically. And then you can vote up if you like, then vote down if you dislike. Or just vote up. Maybe you just want to be positive and you want to vote on the things that uh, that you like. You can do that, too. Over at freetalklive.com, the more votes an item receives, the more likely it is to be at the front page and the top of the website. So it is a, a way for you to, as they call it, socially bookmark things. 
with our other listeners. Freetalklive.com will take you there. We're here live on this Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live and in the studio tonight. It's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Uh, so in the first hour, we talked a lot about food stamps, government uh, dependence programs, of course, in contradiction to the idea of independence, just to show how successful the government has been, the government people have been at propagating dependence, at propagating the need for government, or at least the belief that we need to have government. Why, God, where would I get my check from every month if we didn't have the government? I need somebody to send me a check so I can be taken care of. Well, why not, like we had suggested last hour, why not just allow local people in the community to create the programs that are necessary on a consensual basis to help people out, to give people real assistance rather than just a check. Local local people would not put up with this happening. And we've seen that with the story we talked about last week about the Peterborough, New Hampshire clerk who was fired. Yeah, absolutely. Being taken advantage of. Yeah, well, that's why it should happen. If you're you're there, (laughs) right, exactly. This should be happening. Exactly, because if I've given you twenty dollars and you're for food and i see you spending it on beer and smokes i don't know i would have a problem with that the person the the clerk who was fired we write we talked about it last week that her uh firing for refusing to sell cigarettes to someone with a cash benefit card has resulted in a good deal of backlash here in new hampshire backlash regarding uh, politically, mm-hmm. because New Hampshire now wants to restrict the use of cash funds. So even mm-hmm. though it mean, that means someone could go to an ATM and withdraw money and spend it on cigarettes and beer, they wouldn't be able to use it at, at like a credit card at the at the register. Why don't why doesn't somebody just go all the way rather than trying to tweak this program here and to opt out of this program there? Let's just go all the way and secede. It's time. I mean, it's been time for decades to uh, for somebody to secede, for one state to finally say, "You know what? We don't need you federal government. All you do is take money from people. You take a huge cut off the top for your federal bureaucrats, and then you send a little bit of pittance back to the people that originally sent you the money. How about instead, we just go ahead and handle things on our own. We'll be fine. Nice knowing you. You know, I'm. Um, I, I I think that that's that, that's a fine idea, and I'm certainly for that. But you know, when I think about it, there's essentially these blue states and these red states out there. The donor states. Uh, no, blue states called? and red states. Oh, you're talking about politically. Okay. Politically red uh, blue states and politically red states. And there are a few states, a handful of them, half a dozen, maybe slightly more than that, are these swing states that uh, can go either way. New Hampshire's among them. The purple mm-hmm. states. And you know. I, wouldn't it just make more sense to break up the union and yes. let the red states do the red state stuff? You know, they can be they can have public executions and <laughs> right you know, on. And they can, <laughs> can elect priests to their government positions. Right. You know, the, everything would be run by some religious organization, yeah. you know, and do all the red state stuff. And you can have the blue state stuff. They can all run their governments like New York and, uh, and Illinois do. And soon they'll be completely broke and they can come begging to the red states who've uh, and the red states can you know hand out uh, dollar bills they've made from the hides of convicts or something like that to them whatever yeah. it is that they want to do <laughs> but doesn't this make more sense rather than the the reds and the blues fighting it out for who's going to be in charge right. of the presidency make two of them make it so that the states can move fluidly back and forth between them i mean this just makes perfectly sen- perfect sense to me and if it's okay and I would ask the Americans, is it okay? Is it okay for a state to decide, you know what, 
I've, uh, you know, we, we did decide to come into this union X number of years ago, uh, but, you know, however, X number of decades ago, I should say, X number score years ago. But we've decided this is not the best thing for us. Can, we would like to leave peacefully. I, you know, I would ask people, is that okay for a state to do? And I think a lot of people would say, yeah, well, you know, if the majority of the people or the supermajority of the people in the state vote that that's what they want to do, then last that number be, I, the last number I saw was close to 25%. 25% believe that it's okay. That doesn't mean that they support okay. it. Um, but I would think that a large number But if they think it's do. okay, that doesn't mean they oppose it. Agreed. I would think that a large number of people that think it's okay probably support it. But, um, you know, I don't know what it, what it means. And I don't know what it means for a particular state. I would think the United States government, for the first state that secedes, would probably treat it pretty poorly. Yeah. You know, sure. there'd be uh, there'd be checks at check the border. Yep. Uh, you know, there'd be, you know, no trade. There'd be, you know, trade barriers and things like that. You'd have to be really prepared to handle it. Uh, I the think market that a state would like New it. Hampshire. What's that? The, the market would handle it. I mean, Whatever, Small, whatever connections need to be made to bring food in and all that stuff would happen. I mean, well, the can you imagine sanctions have, being placed on New Hampshire and how insane that would be? Like, if New people Hampshire don't seem to care about uh, sanctions. And frankly, well, they would, whoa, whoa, no, they would care if it were their family members who were being sanctioned. So when the the news media says there are sanctions on uh, fill in the blank country over in the Middle East or whatever, nobody really has. I mean, for the most part, people aren't as connected to that area of the world here in America. And so, you know, first of all, they may not really even realize what sanctions means. It means that you can't get food, you can't get medicine. They they blockade essentially these things from coming into the country. It's horrible. Sanctions are horribly destructive. Uh, so people may not even realize what it means because it sounds like, oh, sanctions, what's that? Oh, they're being sanctioned. You know, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal uh, from the way the word But why word would is. a business owner say, oh, yeah, I want a sanction. I want, I want sanctions on me. I would think that that would, you know, the, the, biz, the, the state's going to go the direction of its commerce. And most people in states, especially states like New Hampshire, are not interested in seeing a, a diminishment in profits and uh, business. Well, with open trade, they would have uh, Agreed. more, more New business. Hampshire would have open trade, but, if you've got but a the blo- United States government would not. Well, I don't care about the United States and and what they do. I want to get away from from them. Now, the way the United States government would be able to stop that would be to put uh, you know some sort of physical blockade out in you know, the seven miles of seacoast or whatever it is that we have here in New Hampshire. I've been lobbying for a wall against Massachusetts for a long time. <laughs> the Great Wall of New Hampshire. Long time. Bring it. Also, um, a small state has disadvantages in the area of they don't have the diversity of uh, businesses, for instance. You know, how many pharmaceutical companies are in New Hampshire? How many? uh, I'm telling you, man, if you open up the marketplace, they're going to relocate. Agreed. But I think that that should be done through nullification, not through secession. Forget all these baby steps. We need to jump all the way into the fire. Have you not listened to anything I've said? I mean, I've talked about the disadvantages of secession, whereas there are advantages to nullification. If you diminish uh, the amount of taxes that businesses will pay in New Hampshire before you secede, then you will have more businesses in New Hampshire for when you secede. So this Great. is now if you're talking about Texas, Texas, it really doesn't matter. They got all that coastline. They got all that oil. They're fine. If, if California wants to secede, I mean, they're like one of the eighth or ninth largest economies yeah. in the world. They'll be fine. Alaska, they're doing OK. New Hampshire's there. economy is very good, by the way. It's the number one economy in the Northeast. It's not the best in the, uh, the whole country, but it's very good, uh, especially considering it's uh, comparing uh, comparing it to its neighbors. So I think it would be fine. 
And either way, it's something that needs to be talked about. It's I'm an fine idea with talking about it. I just think that's there. nullification. And if I could talk about that, what that is, before yeah, you just sure. beat the secession drum, you know. Um, well, it sounded like you agreed let's with get secession. Out there, let's get out there and swim the English Channel before First we learn how to it. swim. First you agreed with secession. Now you're backing off and you're saying nullification. I look, So what is before, nullification? Before you swing, swim the English Channel, my friend, you should learn how to swim. And nullification is a state deciding that it's not going to go along with the federal government in some particular area. For instance, uh, New Hampshire has turned down federal money year after year after year when it comes to seatbelts. Oh, don't get me started. Your state, the other 49 states, all took the $3 million. Maybe it's different for larger states. I'm not sure. Uh, But in New Hampshire, it's $3 million. They took the 30 pieces of silver. So now Mm. adults in your state have to wear seatbelts, even if they're... It's a good example of nullification, but it's not... It doesn't go far enough. We need to have more of it. Uh, and we need to have, well, why don't we just nullify everything? That's what I'm saying. 855-453. What benefits come from having the federal government? None. Free talk. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes. With C Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, lrn.fm, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. ccrane.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Independence Day edition of the program. You, as always, are invited to take control of the airwaves here at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com, and you can get interactive on the bulletin board system over at bbs.freetalklive.com. takes you there, and uh, that's where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners, as well as find show notes from each night, uh, the stuff that we're sharing with you on the air usually We'll link to you or link to those items over at uh, the, the BBS in the show notes section. bbs.freetalklive.com will take you there. One of the places that I get my show prep <clears throat> that you're talking about there um, is from freedomsphoenix.com. Freedomsphoenix.com is a, is a news aggregator and it's aimed at uh, the sort of liberty-oriented folks. You can get uh, you know all kinds of news that deals with the economy, technology, communications, the rise of the police state. It's freedomsphoenix.com. I recommend it. I you know, read their stuff every day. Freedomsphoenix.com. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Carrie is listening in Pittsburgh. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Hey, Carrie. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I kind of wanted to talk about Obamacare. Um, I've heard you guys talk a lot about it over the last week or so, but I haven't really heard you talk about the mandate for insurers where they have to spend 80% of all the money that they get on medical care and not administrative costs. So the government is who has like a 60% 60 to 70 percent of welfare costs bureaucrats. Yeah. Right. Uh, they're mandating that insurance companies um, have to have 80 percent efficiency. Provide worse was, customer, um, customer service for their clients. Right. So I was wondering what you guys thought that that was going to do to medical care. So hold on. It's worse. I, I'm, I'm confused. 
they're they're mandated that they have to okay. provide eighty percent of eighty percent of the the the, uh, the money that insurance companies get from from uh, premiums must now be spent on medical care as opposed to administrative costs. So therefore, right. the government is saying um, we know that we spend between fifty and seventy percent of the money that we get in on administrative costs, but you must do differently than we do. You must do do as we say, not as we do, and you must use twenty percent. Now, I don't know what the perfect amount is. I know that only the marketplace will determine what the perfect amount right. is. Right. So you were saying it was worse. I mean, 20% is better than what the government spends it on. But the problem is they're forcing this them to. This isn't the government. This is insurance companies. And some might have, you know, they probably studied it. And 20% is probably the mid-level or something like that would be my guess. Right. Uh, but, okay. So, but they're forcing them to do this as opposed to just allowing them to set their own policy about what their overhead is. Sure. That's the that's the problem that, uh, the, that that's the issue with this from my perspective is not what the percentage is, but that they've even set a percentage. Right. Yeah. It seems unlikely that uh, there would be huge innovations in the area of administration that would allow more money uh, that we would want more money spent on administrative costs. I I mean, I get that. It's kind of like these cafe standards in cars. Uh, but let's you know, th- this I can talk about cafe standards in cars say that, uh, you know, cars have to have, you know, they, they, they do this, do that. Um, all kinds of things in order to be safe and among them is you know the miles per gallon that the average car manufacturer i believe has per um you know so you know as far as what they're selling or making manufacturing i guess is what it is essentially they're mandating things that the market would probably already decide upon but um one some of the things that the cafe standards do is they make cars safer um, is in crash, you know, front end crashes and side impact crashes and things like that. Well, what that does is it drives up the cost of cars. Some poor people, uh, you know, may want a just a cheaper car. I'd like a car that costs five thousand dollars, please. There are cars that uh, you know they they have in Europe. And, a nano car in uh, India is what in two India? grand. I'd yeah. like a car without computer parts. Right. Mm. There's, you know, these kind of things. And that marketplace is all dried up because the government has essentially regulated that out of existence. So if you want the cheap car, you have to drive a 1985 Buick. So, Carrie, where were you going with the the point about the uh, the mandate? I was just wondering um, what you thought that it was going to mean for health care, especially considering the fact that now these insurers also are told that they have to take in any applicant whatsoever, regardless of their current um, medical problems or past medical history. That's what I consider to be one of the most dangerous things. And then that's, I think, one of the things that's going to lead towards spiraling costs for these companies that will result in consolidation and the ultimate dis- uh, dissolution of private insurance. My opinion, to answer the caller's question, is I, I think it's going to tank the health insur- uh, the health industry. Um, and I think it's really going to turn healthcare into uh, much like I've seen at the VA or at um, Department of Defense bases in terms of health care and being treated like a number as your social security number mm-hmm. and not a person. You have X amount of time. You'll be waiting for several hours to see the person and they'll give you 10 minutes of their time. They they won't spend any time making a real diagnosis on you. You'll just be pushed through like a cattle with a number. Carrie? 
Yep, that's good. That Very answers good. my question. Thanks for the call. I <laughs> appreciate hearing from you. Eight five five four fifty free. It's really difficult to, uh, you know, to prognosticate on the depth, the breadth, and the uh, just the overall, uh, you know, danger to the marketplace ahead of time. You know, this is why we often refer to these as unintended consequences, because you know the assumption is is the government bureaucrats don't always know what it is their uh, programs are going to result in. It's true. You know, the idea of giving free money to poor people sounds like a really great idea. You know, let's take care of poor people until you say, oh, well, we've got three generations of them on here. Perhaps we're we're somehow stifling their will to work. And on the other side of the coin, perhaps you're also stifling innovation in that, as you had said earlier, Mark, well, why do I even work for a living? Was this kind of question you asked rhetorically? And uh, it's a good question. And more people will look at their uh, careers and they'll say, well, why would I want to work harder? They're just going to tax me more. Why would I want to invest in this business? I'm just going to be taxed on it. I'm just going to have to jump through all these regulations and all these controls. So that also hurts things from the other end. You know, Not only on one side are you uh, encouraging people to be dependent on the system and all the handouts, but on the other hand, why would somebody want to go ahead and work their butt off if they feel like they're having all of their uh, their money stolen from them or a significant portion of it taken from them. Why bother with all that effort? To I mean, fund other people's beer and smokes. Right, right. There's, I think there's a right, there's a reasonable amount of indignance uh, in that particular perspective. Now, I don't blame anybody for saying see you later and moving out of the country altogether or just deciding to not go ahead and go through with some entrepreneurial aspect that they wanted to do, but then they decided it would be too difficult due to the various different government regulations. I mean, what kind of businesses are we missing out on? What kind of innovations and products, services are we not experiencing today? Because somebody just said, yeah, I'll just keep my job. I don't want to go ahead and start my own business. It's too difficult. It's too difficult. I mean, there's a lot of people in business that know just how difficult it is. You know, all those taxes that go into running businesses, all those fees, the licenses, all that stuff, it's overhead. It costs money, and it's hard enough and to run on these margins as it is. Yeah. It, uh, it's a real disincentive, and it's an unknown as to how many are disincentivized. Because I can tell you, I felt it. I remember when I was looking into running a radio station, you know, what would it take to uh, jump through the FCC hoops to get a legal radio station? And it didn't take me long when I was, I think it was a teenager, I was looking into this, like 17 or 18 years old. It didn't take me long to figure out, whoa, I can't handle this. And yeah, I sure it's as hell too can't, much. Right, I sure as hell can't afford the lawyer that it would take to try to figure out how to even that's begin exactly the process. And that's just, that's just running a radio station. You're not yeah. taking people's lives in your hands like running a transportation company sure. or a bus or a taxi yeah, or anything or some, like that. Or a real the, business. The ra- hey, <laughs> this is radio. <laughs> that was not what I said. No, but that's true. It's radio. It's a joke. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves here. More about secession on the way and your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website, 
at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you will find there completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their site, we give it away, including our webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact because the chat room is built into the same page. Just go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can do that there. That's cam.freetalklive.com, and it's totally free. If you're listening to this show on uh, the, the radio, you may be listening on the AM radio. And if you're listening on the AM radio, you know that, you know, sometimes reception isn't that great, especially if it's, uh, you know, you're on sort of the, the fringe of the, uh, uh, with the 0.5 millivolt contour, Ian. Mm. Of the of the uh, the antenna there, so you know a better. I don't even know what that means. What's that? A point five millivolt contour. I don't I mean, really I don't know, know what, what that, that means. means. I, I know that that's you know one of the contours, right? Yeah, yeah it's all the designation is. <laughs> Anyway, if you're on the fringe of the broadcast area of your uh, local AM station uh, and you're listening to Free Talk Live and you'd like to get better reception, the single best AM reception in the world can be uh, is, be had by, from the CC Radio 2. It is a portable radio, uh, sort of the, the old style. It has uh, some presets on it. I believe it's six different presets. might be five. I can't remember exactly. I've got one sitting in front of my desk, but you know, I only have a couple of talk stations in town and don't have all my presets set as a result. But it's really it's it's great, and if um, anything made by the Sea Crane Company is always made with the the finest parts and uh, put together uh, the best, and it's backed uh, by a, a a great warranty too. You can go to seacrane.com and get the CC Radio too, or you can call them at eight hundred. 522-8863. The, uh, it has the twin-coil ferrite AM antenna is what really sets it apart. Obviously, the FM reception is still great, and it has ham and weather, too. So it's a great all-in-one radio. You can get it at 800-522-8863. If you mention Free Talk Live when you're ordering, whether you order online or through the telephone, you'll get a, an awesome little uh, LED flashlight when you check out, too. Sweet. 800-522-8863. To the phones, to your calls. Greg, listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hey, Greg. Uh, hey, guys. Hey. I love your show. Thank you, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, hey, uh, hey um, uh, she, she, I know she was talking about the VA earlier, and I, I use the VA, and uh, uh, she's correct about that. I go to the VA clinic here in Huntsville, and, and pretty much uh, it's hands-off. The doctor sits at the computer and very rarely talks to you and just prescribes you medicine of whatever you might need. You I, said he very I, rarely I, talks to you? Well, just ask me a few questions, and that's about it. Very rarely examines me, hmm. you know. And if I have something majorly wrong with me, if I need a CAT scan or an MRI or uh, whatever, they send you 100 miles south to Birmingham, and you have to wait on an appointment. And, uh, of course, they do pay. I mean, you do get travel pay and stuff, but you basically have to take a day off of work and, and go 100 miles south to Birmingham. So uh, it's uh, – but uh, – you know, but this is this is government control of medicine right here. I mean, what you're experiencing is yeah. essentially single payer health care, yeah. and how government bureaucrats centrally controlled uh, all, basically allocate their resources. Oh well, right. even though they've got all this money because they're the government, they still can't yeah. have a uh, you know MRI machine or a CAT scan machine in Huntsville, which is a fairly large metro in the uh, the Alabama area. Uh, but no, right. you got to drive a hundred miles if you want to have one of those. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, about this uh, mandatory, you know, uh, this mandatory thing that you've got to have insurance. The Supreme Court came down to decision, and I got to think about all this. I may be wrong, but the way I understand the Sixteenth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States is that the government pretty much can tax you 
levy levy taxes on whatever they want for whatever reason they want at any time they want. And uh, I think the the way out of that would be, you know, uh, to do which a lot of libertarians have have proposed in the past of abolishing the Sixteenth Amendment of the Constitution. I don't. I mean, that I'd seems, love to. That's that's a it's a great pipe dream, right? But uh, I would. It would seem to me that secession would be more politically viable before getting you know a constitutional uh, convention together or whatever would be required to uh, to amend the constitution. Well, you could do that. Was that or, three fourths. Uh, I'd have to check on constitutional convention, but if it's passing a constitution or a constitutional amendment requires, I think two thirds of the House two-thirds? and the Senate, and uh-huh. then three quarters of the states. A super majority, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, that would that would be my my idea, and of course, the secession. And and, and I, I've got a question about that. What about defense? What about defense? I mean, they're not defending you, are they? The military? Uh, no, not they're defending special interest groups. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I guess the answer to that question is, well, how would the marketplace provide people with defensive service that was actually in demand? Costa Rica doesn't have a military. In uh, Switzerland, yeah. every male, uh, I, I think every male had, had to join the military and keep a gun and keeps a yeah, gun but in their house. That's not the right idea. I'm either. not saying it is. I'm just telling you that there are different ways to do a military. Um, you know, no, I, I think force... everybody should have guns. Absolutely, but you don't want to force somebody to have a gun that doesn't want a gun. They can sell it. What about the idea of having militias? I have no objection to that idea. I think that people should organize themselves in the way they think is best to provide themselves with the uh, the security, the feeling of security that they they need to have. If that means joining uh, or supporting a militia, then that's fine. If it means creating some sort of more kind of professional protection service organization like we're seeing uh, spring up in Detroit as the police are pulling out of various different areas, we're seeing private companies start up and offer people protection services. So whether it be a community effort like a neighborhood watch program or a militia or whether it be some sort of a more professional uh, operation then i think that anything goes as long as it's voluntary as long as people are consenting to these organizations and are not being forced into paying for them if if you've got a militia that's cool but if the militia starts going door to door holding people at gunpoint and extracting money from them it's then crossed the line into trying to be a government right a government correct and uh, i tell you what i love you guys and uh Maybe one of these days I'll get a chance to join you in New Hampshire. I think your movement's great. Uh, I've been following the Free State Project for, for years now before I even heard your show. And uh, I have oh, to wow. move to Huntsville. I heard your show, and uh, I love it. And uh, thanks for your time. Fantastic, Cheers. Greg. Thanks for your call. And we hope to see you up here as well. And uh, thank you for the call. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Talking about uh, the idea of secession. And in fact, secession is the rebel of the week over at Silver Circle, silverunderground.com. Silver Circle is a movie that we've discussed. Uh, we've had uh, the director and uh, some other folks involved in the project on this program over the years. Yeah, they're I, outlining several secession movements uh, here. I think it's like 10 of them. Well, that's a different article. There's another piece over at io9.com, which is the 10 movements to secede from the United States, talking about various different uh, secession movements across the country. But the folks over at uh, the Silver Circle Underground, I guess they have a weekly award that they give out called the Rebel of the Week. And uh, there's a little bit of commentary here that I'd like to share. Uh, this I don't know who wrote this. I presume it's probably the director. It's Davi Barker. Oh, oh, Davi Barker. Oh, cool. I didn't know he was involved uh, with Silver Circle Movie. That guy's great. The Muslim. I think, I think it was written by him. The Muslim agorist. Well, anyway, it doesn't have... Yes, it uh, is. 
doesn't have a title on it here. Uh, it's uh, remember when July Fourth was called the Rebel of the Week, secessionists. Right, right. But I'm saying it doesn't have an author. I apologize. Uh, remember when July Fourth was called Independence Day? It was around the same time that people still called America the land of the free, which they only seem to say as sarcasm these days. On the day Americans declared their independence from Britain, it's hard not to think of the rebels of 1776. But instead, this Independence Day, I thought I'd focus on the secessionists of our day, who are far more brave than the rebels of 1776, in my opinion. In the Revolutionary War, they were fighting an empire on the other side of an ocean with roughly matched military technology and significant tactical advantages. Yes, but they, you know, they were certainly unmatched in the area of training. They, they had the, they had the weapons uh, that were very similar. Some artillery they didn't, but they, they managed to come up with some. Today, the revolution, deemed by many the evolution or the levolution, is fighting an empire that is bearing down right on top of them with overwhelming military force, and their only advantage is the strength of their ideas. So, this Independence Day, I'm honored to declare secessionists our rebels of the week. A little bit more about uh, the rebellion, if you will, the secession that I think is inevitable. Somebody's got to do it first. And there are 10 groups that io9.com has outlined as being active uh, secessionist groups in this country. Who will be first? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here on this Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free here and bring up whatever you want. It's the live Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. We are here in the studio. Take your calls about anything. 855-453 is the toll-free number. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. And tell me about SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. If you're in business and you need somebody to handle accounts receivable for you because, you know, it's big pain to deal with, and it is a big pain to deal with if you're in business. You can uh, check out SACL CAI. They're big supporters of Liberty, big supporters of Free Talk Live, and you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right, so we're continuing here with a piece from silverunderground.com. That's the Silver Circle movie. Uh, is yet to be officially released. I believe they're putting some post-production work into the film at this time. Uh, you can learn more about them over at silverunderground.com. But they pick the Rebel of the Week, and this week, the Rebel of the uh, the Week is you, if you're a secessionist, that is. And I think that uh, more people should consider themselves secessionists. More people should talk about secession with their friends and their neighbors and their co-workers, and we can talk it into reality. We really can. If enough people want this to happen, it will happen. I think it's going to happen eventually, but I think people really need to be forced into it. 
forced into it? Forced into it, with left with no other choice. Like the federal United States federal government becomes completely insolvent, and right. then the states are left to go on their own. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that the federal government collapsing will result in you know some kind of terrible anarchy where people are uh, eating each other in the streets or something like that. But there are state governments to pick up the slack. The federal government really doesn't do that much. It's just another from, layer of bureaucracy from a day to day standpoint. I mean, you know, there are certainly some social welfare programs that they throw money at, but most of them are administered by the uh, the states. I mean, the vast, uh, you know, they're involved in the um, the interstate, uh, you know, roads and that sort of thing. But, you know, a lot of those are administered by the states, too. They just get money for them. There's nothing the feds can do that uh, that can't be done by somebody else. Well, More efficiently. Print money. Yeah. That's what the feds can do. They've got two things. They've got a whole bunch of military hardware. The United States government is the most destructive force the world has ever seen. And they make the world's reserve currency. But anybody can print uh, money and anybody can have their own military hardware. So, Well, I think again, that their military hardware is a problem, actually. I think that the military hardware they have, that they're like a guy with a big hammer. They're running around trying to find as many tiny oh, little nails as they could possibly find. I agree, I, I agree as well. but as we talked about with uh, Greg, uh, you know, individuals can provide for their own defense, companies can provide for their own defense, and these things can be done without the federal government. Well, the, the federal government doesn't provide for your defense no. they provide for their own defense that's right and if i mean if for whatever reason strategically letting your house be run over by tanks coming from the invading red horde from the north or whatever um you know canada that, that dangerous I mean, you know, the idea that we have the largest military in the world is just preposterous uh, it, 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 mexico's gonna invade i mean who's gonna invade the united states the, the fear the fear mongering is is now about china you know once upon a time it was russia it's on the opposite side of the globe the only thing china wants to do is mess with type uh, Taipan or whatever it is uh, Taiwan over there. Right. China wants to also sell products messing here, with Vietnam now. So they're not going to invade their biggest customer. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous to think that that would happen, or that it would be in any way feasible from a economic standpoint for them to uh, to do, or from a troops standpoint. I mean, it's just it'd be suicide. Uh, so all that aside, the Declaration of Independence is from Silver Underground is not a legal document in the way the Constitution is. It's not even codified into law. It's not a statement of what the new government will be, but a statement of what no government anywhere should be. In that sense, it's not specific to America. It's addressed a candid world and claims to be universal and self-evident. The Declaration of Independence is a guide to identity excuse me, guide to identify tyrannical government anywhere, not merely unconstitutional government here, and declares that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, that is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. And many believe that the time is now, but are terrified to speak openly of secession because of the legacy left by Abraham Lincoln. But what if we weren't talking about a confederacy, a confederacy of states attempting to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with the Union? What if instead we speak of abolition of the federal government altogether, an amicable divorce between states with irreconcilable differences? Perhaps a long and difficult legal battle over custody and assets, but no bloodshed and no civil war. What if there was no union to fight? The author says, I have this fantasy. See, I think that the whole concept of America was that states were independent and free to experiment with different systems of governance to see which worked best. 
then this small, practically insignificant federal government with incredibly limited enumerated powers would kind of keep the peace between states. After all, this whole liberty thing was kind of new at the time, and people weren't totally sure it was a good idea, so they wanted a kind of kill switch in place in case it got out of control. Well, as it turns out, it's the federal government that got out of control. Didn't see that coming. Apparently, people are so concerned with controlling the lives of people they hardly know that they all want the federal government to do things it wasn't authorized to do. So it grows and grows and grows until all that liberty stuff is gone and the whole thing teeters on the verge of economic collapse while going around the world to look for people's or for new people's lives to control. I'm of the opinion that New Hampshire solved the, solved the laboratory of democracy riddle a long time ago. The smallest government with the lowest taxes is ranked number one in quality of life, first for child well-being, and has the lowest poverty rate of the entire union. Smallest government? That's yeah, what it's he the, the fewest, uh, as I understand, f- fewest bureaucrats per uh, individual in the state. Okay. I was wondering what the, what the definition of that was. With the, uh, he says here, it seems clear enough. So if the results of the laboratory experiment aren't painfully obvious, let's shake the, uh, the beakers. Face it, the ideological differences between liberals and conservatives are irreconcilable, and it's unconscionable to subject one to the bad ideas of the other yeah. against their will. You know, and this is uh, this really for me brings up something very interesting. I think a lot of people, if you if you have the opportunity to talk to them about this way, this way, look, every one of these states asked to be part of the union. They signed up. They they entered into the contract of being part of the union, and so therefore, since all contracts have uh, exit clauses, mm-hmm. is there not an exit clause? Uh, you know, because certainly prior to the Civil War. Everybody believed that there was an exit clause to the the, the government. In fact, yeah. there were instances prior to the Civil War of people threatening to leave for different reasons. Different states threatening to leave for different reasons. Revolution. Yeah, and, you know, it's I just, think I think that's the exit cl- clause. And, and, and it, by the way, if you don't have a good exit clause, then what you will get is um, you know a revolution. There's going to be violence if you don't have a way for states to leave. So I think most people, once you have a chance to talk to them, look, the state got into it, the union, can't they get out? Will say, yeah, yeah, I guess that makes some sense. And if a state can do it, then what about a county? Mm. Can it, should a county be able to, uh, you know, say that I've had it with this uh, state, the state, you know, whatever, whatever county, uh, you know, Manatee County is where I'm from in Florida. Should Manatee County be able to tell the state of Florida, yeah, I've just had enough of you. Absolutely. We're going to be able to, we're going to go do our own thing. And an individual should also be able yeah. to personally And that's really secede. what it comes down to. Shouldn't an individual who owns property be able to secede from whatever governmental body that they want to? And what should Welcome their- to Edgelandia. Right. I mean, really, why shouldn't they? Yeah, indeed. So uh, back to uh, silverunderground.com. Public debate is getting us nowhere. That is debate between the left and the right. Right. I mean, uh, you know, why, should, why in the world should the blue states have to do what the red states say or vice versa? Exactly. Everybody should have what they want. It's silly to try to force everyone into a one-size-fits-all system. Let's have 50 different choices or dozens of different choices for people to, uh, to move to to better their lives and, and get a, a community that is more reflective of their personal belief it's system. It's all about homogeneity. I think that things should be this way. So let's make everybody in the whole world do them. Well, I don't have control over the whole world, but I do have control. You know, a little bitty, tiny, itty bitty vote in America. So that's what we'll do. I mean, if if it is wrong for people to not have health coverage in America, it's wrong for them not to have it all over the world. So why is it that we don't run all over the world and force people to have health care? Let's go kill their leaders and make sure they get health care. Let's tax the American citizens to make sure they've got health care, too. 
There's a bunch of rich people running around the world. Let's take their money and give it to poor people so they've got health care. The author here says we need to actually see the tangible benefits of unfettered liberalism and unfettered conservatism. So next presidential election, let both candidates win. Let Romney run the red states and Obama run the blue states. Here, here. Split the Congress, and if Ron Paul wins any states, then let him run them too. There's Well, I don't want to be uh, controlled by any of those people, but uh, all that said... It's a step in the right direction, in There's my opinion. more than enough representatives to go around. Let the liberals try to create their socialist welfare utopia without the Republican dime and see what happens. Let the Republicans build their corporatist warfare empire without the Democrat dime and see where it gets them. Oh, but I think we can do better. Let's let all the secessionists have their states, too. Let the libertarians run an independent Alaska. Let the Green Party run Vermont's Republic. The Lone Star State never really wanted to be part of the union anyway. But let's get really crazy. Give Hawaii their kingdom back. Let the Lakota Nation have their independence. Let the Black Panthers have a piece of Louisiana for the Republic of New Africa. Don't forget the Conk Republic in Key West. And while we're at it, let's let the voluntarists have New Hampshire. After all, what's an experiment without a control group? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Are you ready for this? Because this is what should be coming to America. Your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE. Or the, uh, hopefully it'll be the states formerly known as the United States. You can take control here. Our three's next. Hey, college students. The Independent Institute in Oakland, California is putting on the Challenge of Liberty seminar this summer. You can spend a week connecting with other liberty-minded students from around the world, attending seminars with libertarian luminaries, and grappling with pressing issues facing the world's economy and its people. Go to seminar.freetalklive.com. It's $195 for the class and $300 for the room and meals at the beautiful Notre Dame de Namur University in Belmont, California. Seminar.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. It's the live Independence Day edition of the program here to take your calls tonight in the studio. It's Ian. Nami. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. Coming up, 10 movements to secede from the United States. We can tell you about those. And of course, you can bring up anything that's on your mind as we are here, unlike a lot of talk show hosts who took the day off. They want to spend time with their families. Well, Mark, you already spent time with your family. <laughs> now true. you're here with we, your radio family. We went up to the Children's Museum uh, that's uh, right on the border of Vermont and New Hampshire. I'm today. jealous. I haven't been to a science museum in a long time. It's and really they are cool. Fun. Lots of things to do for the kids. They've got all the things that you would imagine. Do they have the one where you whisper into the little cone thing and it sends it like across a lengthy divide of yes. space? Yes, I couldn't believe it. I uh, love those. Yeah, that was amazing. I, I, I was talking as low as I possibly could yep. and I could hear everything my wife said. Yeah. It was just amazing. <laughs> um, another thing they had that I spent a great deal of time on was this sort of two-scale model of the solar system. Mm. And, you know, they had the sun and it was... Bigger than a basketball, but not as big as like a crab soccer ball. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't really know how to describe it. Bigger than a basketball, I guess. A yeah. couple, couple of feet in uh, diameter. And then they had all the other planets coming after that. And, you know, so Mercury is was, was a short distance off, just a walk, short short, short walk there. Um, then, you know, Earth and Venus, Earth, uh, Mars, you know, they were all very visible from each other. That stretch between Mars and Jupiter, it's a good stretch. And then it 
just as it's it's good and long between Jupiter and Saturn, and mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost a two mile hike to get to Pluto. Wow! And then you're like this tiny little dot is sitting out here in the woods because this is New Hampshire. <laughs> I mean, there's they didn't clear some field out for Wait, two I thought miles. This was Vermont. This was, this yeah, this was Vermont, excuse okay. me. Um, it, they didn't clear out this field. I mean, so we had to hike up up hills and downhills across little creeks and all wow. kinds of stuff to find Pluto. And Pluto was a great, you know, a little bigger than a grain of sand compared oh to my this goodness. two foot wide basketball that was almost two miles away. Yeah. It's really incredible when you when you hoof it and see these, uh, you know, see these in, in life's life size. I don't think that stuff ever gets old. I mean, you said it was a kids' museum, but I think I'd have a blast. I, I agree with with Ian. There are several great museums like that in New England. Sure, I think that you know the kids can really stretch the day out in one of those places. They don't they don't get tired of it. Whereas yeah. you know a couple hours at the kids' museum, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I've had all the kid fun you can, I can have. You can only have so much astronaut ice cream. Eight five five four fifty free. I don't know if they sell that stuff up they here. But that they used do. To be, that used to be they something do. they'd have. Really? What? No, they always had it they in the gift shop. They sell it somewhere around here, but they didn't sell it at the Montreal Museum. They always had it in the gift shops of those places down in Florida, those science It uh, may have been places. hidden in some corner that I didn't see. All right. So uh, we were talking about secession. It is Independence Day, and a lot of people call it the 4th of July. But It's really secession day. Uh, well, yeah, I guess in, in, in historically, Secession Day, and it should be Secession Day for the future, and it, I think that's a good way uh, to kind of rename the day, because certainly no one calls it Independence Day anymore. People call it the 4th of July, and it has essentially become a holiday whenever it falls that people can take a day off and have a, have themselves a cookout, which is Nothing fine. wrong with a good cookout. Nothing wrong with uh, with cooking out. In fact, I, you know, I'm kind of bummed I didn't get to cook out today, um, but uh, all that aside... It's important, I think, for those of us who care about freedom to reflect on the ideas of freedom and independence on this particular day and perhaps look inside uh, oneself and resolve to do something different uh, in the upcoming year uh, ahead as far as what can we do individually to move towards more freedom in our in our lives uh, and what can we do individually to move towards more freedom for others as well because it's important to care about the freedom of others because if you don't care, how can you expect anyone to care about yours. So with that in mind, we talk about secession, or secessionists rather, as the Rebel of the Week over at SilverUnderground.com. They, uh, every week, will choose a Rebel of the Week, and usually it's an individual, but in this case, it's secessionists. So anybody who's out there advocating the idea of removing oneself individually, personally, or as a state government, removing an entity from participation in the larger political uh, Structure. Yeah, the Silver Underground's uh, blog put up by the Silver Circle movie, which is a movie coming out. Um, I think that it's you know just about done at this point. We saw the premiere of it at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, so you know it's done and it's going to be you know available here shortly. And it's a. As I understand uh, that was a work print that they uh, premiered at the Porc- uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yeah, so it's, still got some. There's still some post production going up. on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the the article's author here, and you say it's Davi Barker, the Muslim agorist. Yes. Uh, he says that uh, let the you know Hawaii folks have their kingdom back. Let the Lakota Nation have their independence. Uh, go ahead and give the New Hampshire to the voluntarists. Let the red states and the blue state people have themselves whatever crazy government force programs that they want. And he says, what's the worst that could happen? 
After four years, we'll take score and see how everyone did, and then we'll know. We can finally stop arguing hypotheticals and theory and start working with some real observable consequences. Absolutely. I mean, this is a really a great idea. Obviously, it's unconstitutional as heck. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know how I don't know how you would get around all this, but you know, I don't see any reason at all that uh, these these states should be forced to work together the the real power that comes from being uh, you know the the president and running the the country is that you can force everybody to do what you want them to do that's what it's all about you can try if you if you broke these up and said well the red states are going to be controlled by the the republican president um, you know so make Mitt Romney the president let Obama run the blue states and you'll just see just how broke the blue states will be relatively quickly and just how tyrannical the red states will be yeah. and they'll be really close behind the blue states as far as uh, being broke too and the blue states will be tyrannical as well they'll be tyrannical in a different way right. um but you know i mean it's just gonna be it'll a be mess more, it'll be more clear yeah the examples will be more uh easy to follow and he says i'm sure some of you are pretty excited by this idea and you may even be part of these secession movements and you cheer the notion of a little independence from the federal government some if not most of you are pretty upset at me right now though you're ready to scream that i'm unpatriotic a bad american a terrorist a traitor for what? Secession is a very American thing, if you think about it. Don't forget, this experiment started with an act of secession, and they fought a revolution over it. I don't want a bloody revolution. I just want a little freedom. Please, can I have just a little more freedom? I didn't invent all these secession movements. Virtually every state has some group that wants out. America is full of unpatriotic bad Americans. Do you really want them in your union? Think of it like this. Let's pretend this fantasy of mine actually happened. If you're a liberal, imagine that you could have all your free healthcare, environmentalist, peacenik dreams come true without the reputation, or excuse me, without the Republican representatives gumming up the gears of progress. And if you're a conservative, imagine you could pass all their your pro-life, pro-gun, anti-immigrant, anti-tax legislation that you wanted without the liberal representatives gridlocking the system. Not only would you both get to see your great ideas actually realized, but the I love the the Republicans and their anti-tax thing. Um, you know, all the Republicans are against is taxes, but they're not against spending. spending. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'll just see what it's like to uh, to to have a government a that wants to spend itself into insolvency, but doesn't want to tax its citizens. Not only would you both get to see all your ideas actually realized, but be honest, wouldn't you feel just a little vindicated to see the other guy fail? And of course, you'd all fail because the problem with the Republicans and Democrats, or liberals and conservatives, or whatever you want to call them, is that they want to force other people to do things and even if you did have the republican red state or the uh the uh, the liberal blue state kind of seceded from the union they'd still have internal conflicts because some of them would want uh, the money to be used in one way and uh, the others would want the money to be used in a different way because not right, all there's only so much money you see yeah. currently the uh, the blue the blue states the, the democrats can say oh those darn republicans are keeping us from spending them i mean spending this money well you know <laughs> Take a look at places like New York and uh, Illinois where there's no problem getting Democrats in elected and getting Democrat programs shoved through. Take a look at California. These states are by no means paradises. After four years of that, do you think everyone will be anxious to sign back up with the federal government? I just don't think so. If not, what's holding this house of cards together right now? Is it just some weird obsession with eagles and flags and patriotic songs? I think that's what it is. Do you just like the shape of the map? Why are we holding these people in the Union against their will? And when did the Constitution become a suicide pact? If it's something more than... uh if it is something more that holds us together, like all that liberty stuff, isn't it a little, a little hypocritical to deny all these secession movements their own little experiment in independence? 
So that's from Dobby Barker over at SilverUnderground.com. Coming up, we can actually identify some 10 of the more, I guess, visible secession movements in the U.S. Of course, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. You may dial in at 855-450-FREE. Give us your thoughts on secession or independence or dependence, whatever's on your mind this Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live at 855-450-FREE. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live, a live Independence Day edition of the show. We're here, and we'll take your calls as we always do. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. All right. Inviting you over to our website, by the way. Uh, Perhaps you have a mobile phone, a smartphone specifically, and you'd like to access our live streams. You may do that by going to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to all of our streams there, as well as the software for various different mobile phone operating systems that will allow you to tune in absolutely free. So go to m.freetalklive.com to accomplish that. We're talking about secession, though you can bring up whatever you want. We're going to go right into your phone calls here next. And if we get a chance, we'll tell you about 10 movements to secede from the United States. Um, This particular article doesn't mention the Free State Project. And the Free State Project isn't actually a secessionist movement. It's a movement of liberty-minded people all focusing their efforts in one place. Now, I can tell you from my conversations with many Free State Project participants... A lot of them support the idea of secession. I don't know how many... uh, Or at least the threat thereof. I don't know what the percentages uh, are as far as who supports it versus not, uh, but I imagine it's probably fairly high amongst Free State Project participants. And then, of course, there are people who actually have lived here in New Hampshire their whole lives, like you, Nemi. Like me. And uh, and you are pretty pro-secession. I'm very pro-secession. How do you feel? What's the pulse of the uh, New Hampshire community as far as New Hampshire natives? (laughs) You're from New Hampshire. What are the rest of the people from New Hampshire? That's right, because they nominated me to speak for them. Ridiculous. Um, I I don't think that New Hampshire is really on board uh, on the whole with the secession here. I think, again, we specified in an earlier segment, it's whether they support it as a, as an idea mm-hmm. or if they support it in their own life. And I, I think New Hampshire being uh, very pro-liberty would probably support the idea in theory, but not support it in New Hampshire. I've seen a lot of uh, frustration with the federal government from some of the folks in New Hampshire. And I think that some people are aware that New Hampshire is what they call a donor state, meaning that there are certain states that pay more money into the federal government than they get back out from the various different federal programs. So I think a number of people are aware of that and that uh, that frustrates them. I kind of uh, I've got a lot of hope, obviously, and I hope that uh, that we can persuade more people because it's going to be this way everywhere, not just in New Hampshire, but everywhere else where people are just frightened to death of the idea of secession. Even if they understand and appreciate the concept, they're just scared of what might happen, of what the federal government will be made to be sorry. 
Yeah, I think that's the yeah, case. I, I would agree with Mark's assessment. I think that what earlier, you have to sure. do. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, you first. Okay, I think that what you have to do is, if you want to secede as a state, you and, and the first state, you have to nullify so many laws from the federal government that they're happy to see you go. That sounds like a good first step, but I think that at the same time you should also be talking about secession. I think talking about it's fine. Pr- putting uh, forth those bills and such. Like when put you forth recommend we bill. should secede, it doesn't talk about all the steps in between. That's cool, man, but don't you think there's value in somebody putting forth a bill to the Congress or the, the representatives here in New Hampshire or wherever, wherever it is that there's an interest in secession? Just put it forth. Let's is, have the discussion. Is there value see- in defeat? Yeah, yes. because uh, it, it brings so. it, it brings the discussion forward. It, it 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 would be you know let's say twenty percent of the representatives voted in favor of uh, of secession, which would be right in line with the average number of. I uh, wouldn't Americans vote for it right now. Well, I think that's really sad. But uh, the point <laughs> is, it would be, be interesting. Thought out. It would be interesting. Right. I don't see what you need to think about. Just like get <laughs> right. the hell out. <laughs> uh, say goodbye. I know you don't, buddy. Uh, so <laughs> that's the that's the reason they call me the voice of reason on the show. Who's they? Everybody who calls me the voice of reason on the show? <laughs> Clearly, they haven't been listening very long. Tell you to fan mail for Mark addressed to the voice of reason. I, think, I see it. I think it would... Uh, Should I just forward you every piece I get? I don't want to hurt your little little fragile no, little ego over there. No, I don't really want to no, you don't care. emails. No. Of course, the people that like you, Mark, are going to send you emails. It's uh, they send me emails anyway. Self selection process, it, indeed. Uh, anyway, eight five five four fifty free. I think it'd be interesting to just put it forth and see what kind of vote it got, because then it would be a kind of a, a, a statement to the rest of the world, like, "Wow, okay, there's already this percentage of representatives in New Hampshire willing to secede. Let's take that as a starting point and uh, and go from there." Let's go to the phones though, and to your thoughts. Tim is listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Nemi and Mark. Hello there. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Tim. What's on your mind? You guys were talking about the uh, food stamps and stuff. A couple of months ago, my wife and I were in Walmart. The people in front of us had two full carriages of Mountain Dew and Diet Pepsi soda, two-liter mm. bottles. And I said, wow, I must be having a big party or something. You know, we're standing there watching them, putting them up, counting them in the smoke. And at the end, they pulled a card out. They paid for it. My wife happened to notice the card, and it was one of them EBT or whatever it is. EBT. Or whatever that card is for the uh, food stamp. And she says, can you believe it that people are buying all that soda on a a food stamp card? I said, no, they'll probably tell them they can't have that. The lady rang it up, said, okay, thank you, have a nice day. Yep. Went up to the lady, the uh, cash register, you know, cashier, and we said, I can't believe that that happened. She said, it, it kills me every time. She said, but these people come in all the time buying a stout quantity of shit. Oh, we got to let you go. Life. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, Did you, you think it's the it. word he said? Uh, quantities of S. Okay. Did you, you think he said something else? I was. I, it, it sounded like that word, but I couldn't hear what he said beforehand. So right, I context think context was lost on yeah, me too. Like you know, ship 
Sounds a lot like that word too. He was not. I got you. I got you. I I just didn't. didn't (laughs) I didn't hear it. It would have passed by me. I was listening, but I I just couldn't hear everything. The phone connection wasn't that great. Anyway, he was frustrated by the quantity of items that the uh, folks were. It wasn't uh, just the items and the type of items. The types of uh, items folks were purchasing. I I mean, I mean, a cartload of sodas. A lot. Is it unreasonable to suggest that uh, people who are you know uh, living off the largesse of the the United States taxpayers or whatever state taxpayer mm. that there is out there should drink water or maybe, you know, I, I'm willing to give them coffee, herbal tea, uh, things that aren't, uh, you know, full of sugar necessarily. And you think coffee's good for you? Uh, yeah, actually. Coffee is very good for me. Th- there there are actually some studies that uh, say that coffee is good for you. I'd say certainly it beats the pants off of uh, sugary Soda. sodas. Now, I drink my ch- my coffee black. Uh, many people drink it with cream and sugar, so, you know, I don't... At that dentist, point, you uh, can turn it into a sugary drink pretty quickly. Your dentist will tell you it'll stain your teeth. So there's some extra health care costs right there from coffee. Uh, fine. You can get whitening toothpaste. Uh, we're talking about welfare here, right? So you're see, this is the problem. If you were in charge, you'd let people have coffee, yep, but you I wouldn't would. let them have soda. But other, somebody else wants to run the program a different way. So it well, ultimately what needs to happen big, is the, the corporations own the United States government and the you know the the governments that own that, that operate this program. These big corporations right. sell food in boxes, cans, bags, uh, you know, and they're never going to not allow uh, people to get these. And foods. Folgers would probably give you a nice campaign contribution right. hostess if you would love wants wants you to be able to spend these uh, your money on uh, the, your ebt money on these uh, these items sure they don't care where the money comes from they just want money coming in i don't know who owns hostess uh, you know i've got no problem with hostess, hostess. yeah i don't know it's a good question 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll-free line here of course plenty of time for you and your thoughts uh, coming up we'll continue with your phone calls also 10 movements to secede from the united states one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. So, Mark, as you pointed out, you will not be in charge of the welfare program, and nor would you want to be. Hostess Brands Inc. Interesting. I don't have a parent company. We're coming up. You can take control. Free Talk Live. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter, and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian-inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder, and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we give to you. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you want, you may help support this program. You can go to shop.freetalklive.com and you'll find links to Amazon there. Click into the appropriate Amazon for your country. We've got U.S., U.K., and Canada Amazons. Click into the right one you want to shop at, and then Free Talk Live will get a portion of anything you buy at that point. It's that simple. It's the same Amazon you're used to with a huge selection and the great prices and the free Super Saver shipping and the used items. I mean, they've got probably what you're looking for, and you're going to get a great deal. If you shop through shop.freetalklive.com, you shop through those links, Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. 
Now, once upon a time, there was a URL that referenced Amazon, and it was .freetalklive.com. I can't tell you what that URL was. Uh, Amazon has asked us to deactivate that uh, URL. It is now pointing at the shop page, and I don't know if they're going to force us to take the URL offline entirely, but they've got some weird rule in their terms of service that says you can't have a link that like a short link like we had to their site. So that's why you basically have to go through the step of going to shop.freetalklive.com and clicking on one of the graphics. It's there. convenient though that uh, you know that it's separated by countries. That way you send the right people to the right stuff. Sure, I mean it's it's fine, but I, somebody emailed me last night. They emailed I guess they were going to the old URL that yep. we used to advertise and they were surprised because instead of taking the person directly to Amazon it took them to shop.freetalklive.com where they then had to click so there was one extra click for that person, and they uh, decided they wanted to uh, send me an email to ask what was going on. So I figured it deserved, changed. it deserved an explanation. So Amazon contacted us and said, look, you got to take this offline or else, you know, we might just cancel your account. And we don't want that to happen. Nope. So, uh, so once again, go to shop.freetalklive.com. So we go to the phones here and talk to Ted listening in Utah. You're on Free Talk Live, Ted. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Ted? So last night I went and saw Spider-Man, and uh, let me set this up for you, okay? I can get lost in a wet paper bag. Um, I walk everywhere because I have really bad road rage, so it's just safer for me not to have a car. Okay. And um, I take a wrong turn, and I'm talking to a friend on the phone after the movie, and it's a nice night. I don't work the next day, so I'm just walking along, and... Uh, after being lost for quite some time, I hang up, find Google Maps, and find my way home. And I'm on my way home, and this cop stops me. And he starts grilling me, you know, um, where do you live? Why are you out so late? Can I get your ID? So on and so forth. Um, then he asks me to pat me, or then he asks to pat me down. Oh, wow. And in Utah. I, I suffer from really bad paranoia. Um, so this is a stop and frisk. Wrong. I mean, he he asked you. What did you say to him when he asked you if he could pat you down? You know, I could tell he was looking for a reason to send me to jail. So I just it took me a minute to get myself together to allow him to be able to do that. <clears throat> but I tell him, I'm like, um, I smoke tobacco out of a pipe, and that's in my pocket, and he. he Pulls it out. He's you know inspecting it, make, making sure there's not weed in it. He goes through my tobacco bag, making sure it's not weed. And I mean, he's he's like, thorough. You could have found gold in there as much as the way he was looking. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Why did you and let him being, pat you down? Why did you let him go in your pockets? Because I didn't want to go to jail. What would make you I think was, you would go to jail if you didn't allow him to search? It was his attitude. He mm. was looking for any. I mean, it, it, literally. I got the impression that had I said no, he would have taken that as probable. They want to give you that impression. I mean, that's their, that's their intentions to intimidate you into consenting to what is otherwise a completely unnecessary search. Well, it, it gets better than that. All right. Because I have been completely cooperative with him. I've answered all of his questions. 
I pulled out my social security card because he's asked for additional ID. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, don't do that again either. Well, I, the more you cooperate, the more it's just like any other bully. You know, the more you go along with it, the more they're going to try to take, the more they're going to ask. Well, yeah. So what and, else? And finally, finally, uh, he's getting ready to let me go. And he makes the comment that if there have been any burglaries in the area or anything like that, he's got a suspect. And I mean, <laughs> I was just so blown away. I, I was angry. I became really angry. And I was like, excuse me, what, what was the point in asking that question? What, or what was the point in saying that? You know, I've, I've been cooperative. I've, you know, what was your point in saying that? And I've, I've got my friend on the phone because mm-hmm. he called me back. So I've got my friend on the phone, and he's hearing all of this. So <clears throat> the the cops just kind of blowing me off, so on and so forth. And I said, "No, look, you you stop me while my friend and I were in the middle of recording a conversation. I have this on audio. You are either going to apologize to me, or I'm going to take you to court because that was absolutely unnecessary. I am not a criminal. I was not doing anything criminal, and you had no right to make that statement." And he did apologize. And I mean, he, I'm surprised at that by that. Time, he thought I had him by the balls. I, I'm surprised that he I, apologized to you because, uh, I mean, what are you going to take him to court for? Saying something Flander. to you? Flander. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you're it, going to be able to pull that one off. It, this, yeah. Well, he thought I did. I could. So it wasn't said publicly. You know, it wasn't. Uh, I'm glad it worked out for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad you didn't get arrested, uh, but I I I hesitate to. Uh, I, I can't support what you did by allowing that cop to search you. It just in, it just encourages them. I mean, now well, he's just going to do me, the same thing to the next guy. Trust me, I will not be doing that again. Because it was just like I I was just lost, and I was. It was three o'clock in the morning, and I decided that you know, it, it was a nice night, so I didn't have to work the next day. So whether or not. I was going in the right direction. It didn't matter. It was a nice night. I just went for a walk. And it's like to be treated like a criminal. Yeah, absolutely. And this is happening in St. George, Utah? Yeah. So I think that's important to point out here. I was having a conversation earlier today uh, with somebody about uh, the stop and frisks that are going on in uh, Philadelphia and New York City where just – wholesale on the street they're just stopping people and and frisking them i mean it's just crazy uh these same things that you hear about happening in big cities absolutely can be or could be coming to or happening now or could be coming soon to a town near you st george utah you're getting stopped on the street the cop is asking if he can search and of course the way they ask is usually in a very authoritative demeanor that makes it sound like they have to search you uh do you recall the phrase that he used when he asked you if he could search he just asked, "Do you mind if I search you?" Okay, that's not that as authoritarian as uh, as he as he could be. Can I have to ask you if I can no. search you? Now? But how many people do you think tell him no, I, or rather, I do mind? You may not search me. Uh, probably none. Because a lot of people are, you know, even that one question is kind of confusing, right? Do you mind if I search you? Well, if you say yes. I'm, you know, if you don't say yes, I mind. If you just say yes, then he could take that as, uh, oh yeah, I can search you. Because some people kind of get mixed up when you use that term. Do do, do you, you mind, mind if yeah. I like to say no sure. means I want you to search me. 
but to say yes means I don't want you to search me. So there's some. I would think that if you have the right to allow somebody a search, then you have the right to stop them um, in their search at any point. In which means that uh, if you say that yes, you know, you know, there's a confusing phrase, and you give authorization to search, that you can then you could say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't mean to say that." What yeah, are you absolutely. Doing? Yeah, absolutely. You, you said you didn't mind. Yeah. Well, that I do mind. Yeah. You should be able to retract it. Right. That's why I would answer a question like that uh, with a, a, a longer statement than a, just a yes or no. Uh, and uh, certainly, I appreciate your call tonight, Ted. Anything else you want to share? Uh, yes. Two days before that, I was stalked by a cop on the way home. You were stalked by a cop? Yes. Sounds like they got your number, man. You might want to consider getting out of uh, St. George. I appreciate hearing from you tonight, and good luck out there at 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Whether it's a big city or a smaller town or something in between, uh, cops tend to act the same way in a lot of cases. 855-453, you can take control. Free talk live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts if you dial in now. 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features that we give away to you. Now, uh, one of the things you can do over at freetalklive.com is grab as many archives as you'd like. You can download, click, and enjoy because they go all the way back to 2006. Uh, late 2006, and it's all free. Plus, you can also click on the SoundCloud link. If you look over in the left-hand side of the page at freetalklive.com under Listen and Share, one of those links there is our SoundCloud page. You click there, and then you'll be able to share whichever episodes of Free Talk Live that you want with your friends on your Facebook wall or Twitter or perhaps your blog or whatever other social networking uh, website that you are a part of that you prefer uh, they've got a bunch of links and it makes it really easy so check that out and there's also a new link that i added over there to the listen and share section last night because well now with soundcloud we have the ability to store an unlimited amount of audio because their highest level account is awesome and it's unlimited so uh, at this point we're breaking off kind of halfway Maybe not really. We're not sure what we're going to do with uh, Edgington Post. Yeah. But uh, Edgington Post is something you've been doing, Mark, uh, for what two years? Couple now? of years. You've uh, used. It's an interview series that I do. Um, that's attached to the podcast. I usually tack it onto the end, and the podcast gets thousands of listens, um, generally. And you know, it's 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 a great way for people who whom I wish to speak to 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 get to a large audience. And because at the sometimes, same time, yeah, I don't really want to have interviews very often on Free right. Talk. Free Live. Talk Live isn't about interviews. Free Talk Live is about an open lines uh, current events program where people can call in and talk about what they want. Any of these people um, or anybody else who wants to be interviewed on Free Talk Live can call in and talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about. But, but it's but, not as special when uh, you know you want to have a guest, you want to have them on, you want to give them some time, and and you're uh, and the podcast 
format allows for more, I guess, of a lengthy kind of interaction. Obviously, when we're on sure. the radio, we're we're doing breaks, and that can kind of, I guess, get in the way of uh, a lengthy conversation. Some would make that argument. I don't know if I agree with it, but some would make that argument. Some people like that podcast uh, uninterrupted format because when you're recording these things, it's you know it could be 15 minutes, could be a half an hour uh, of just your oh, I've conversation. Done, with this I've person. done longer than an hour interviews, yeah. so depending on them. Usually, I'd say they clock in at 25 minutes to a half an I tr- hour. Well, I try to do them. I try to stop them at 20 minutes, and they never do. Anyway, the idea was to utilize the fact that we have now an unlimited amount of uh, storage space on SoundCloud to host uh, maybe the Edgington Post separately. So as of last night... Well, we're certainly going to host it separately. We may still continue to attach it to the back of the uh, the, the Free Talk Live program. I don't know. If you value that, I think that's one of the questions that's open to uh, some input here from listeners. And maybe, Mark, you could post something on the Facebook page or something like Not that. Not a bad idea. Uh, and ask the question. Maybe post one of those polls. Uh, ask the question of folks, you know, do you want to still hear Edgington Post as part of the Free Talk Live podcast, or would you rather it be only available as its own separate uh, entity? Because right now the way it's working is it's actually uh, last night's Edgington Post that you did, Mark, uh, and and who was it with? Again, I'm spacing out. Uh, Last night was Jeff Berwick. Jeff Berwick from the Dollar Vigilante. Uh, So this particular one is now available as a separate MP3 download. So if, if all you want to do is share Mark's interview with Jeff Berwick... You can now easily share that through our SoundCloud profile. Right on. That's great. If all you want to do is subscribe, maybe maybe you don't have the 21 hours a week or whatever. I guess, well, it's 21 hours on the radio, and then you take out all the commercial breaks, and you take out the, the news breaks. It breaks down to 14 hours, essentially. Maybe you don't have 14 hours a week to listen to every single minute of the radio show Free Talk Live. Maybe you really enjoy Mark's uh, podcast You can actually, or Mark's uh, interviews. You can now subscribe to the Edgington Post as a separate podcast. So it's included in our main podcast, which includes all of our Free Talk Live episodes. It also includes Radio Free Keen News, which is kind of something else we've been doing with the space. And which, like, basically it's my little project. Radio Free Keen News is something that I do separately from Free Talk Live. And this is something that you do uh, that's not really you know, part of the show show, but it's still tangentially directly related to, uh, to Free Talk Live. So I guess what I'm trying to explain here is that the Edgington Post is now available as its own separate podcast. And if you would like to subscribe to it separately, you can do that through the link that you'll find at listen, under Listen and Share on the left-hand side of freetalklive.com. I hope I made that clear. I, I don't know how to make a poll on Facebook. Really? Yeah. I can help you, okay. Mark. Sorry. 855-450-FREE. We'll have a poll up at some point over at facebook.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Steve listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Steve. Hey, how you doing? What's on your mind tonight? I, uh, I, I only get to listen to you guys maybe like once every two weeks because of my shifts I work. But I, uh, and I know there's a lot of stuff you say I like, but the, the problem I have is the, the, the 20 or 30 times maybe I've gotten to listen to you is I've never once heard how you will run your government in New Hampshire, how you will enforce laws, how you will find that guy that did somebody wrong that looks like your last caller who's getting stalked and you know harassed by the police, and how, how you'll figure out who's guilty and who's not, or who's, who's, uh, who's actually the suspicious one and actually did the crime, it, because everything you guys talk about is always you know, criticizing every form of government you can, and how we're, you know, the cops are bad, and they're always harassing, and they're, they're Gestapo-like. But, but when it comes to us moving to New Hampshire and being a part of your collective, how are you going to govern? How are you going to handle it? a great question. Well, first of all, I have no interest in governing anyone, but I understand... And we don't have any control over what goes on in New Hampshire either. I mean, you know, we have, we well, have ideas you're, on... You're, you're advocating everybody move there, though. 
No, I'm not advocating everybody move here at all. I want to make it clear, Steve, I'm advocating only that people that love liberty move to New Hampshire. If you, I don't want everybody to move here. That would be a mistake. Well, and that's what I'm talking about. The people that you want to move there that love liberty or whatever meets that criteria, yeah. when they move there, and let's just say it's 10,000 people, and they live in a 100,000-square-mile area, and it's all you, your collective, I mean, how are you, how are you going to govern that? Because it's a great question. You, you're using the the term you, you to, as you a collective to. you. I understand what you're saying. I, as I said, I'm not going to be involved in governing anybody. But as we've talked about before, and, and I'm sorry if you missed these episodes, uh, but we've discussed how the marketplace can provide protection services better than the government can. Because right now you have a monopoly on protection services. You have a monopoly called the government police. And when they screw it up, and they do, they get the wrong guy. Mark, you've got some statistics on uh, on this that shows that you know men have been released from death row after many years of rotting there who did not actually commit the, uh, the crime that they it's were. It's about 10 or 15 percent of people. You're talking like corporate security? Uh, well, I don't whether it be a whether it be a neighborhood uh, watch or a corporation or some sort of a uh, you know private entity. The idea essentially would be that uh, in order to make an arrest on somebody that you believe has committed a crime, you better have your evidence straight and you better have the right guy because otherwise you're guilty of kidnapping somebody. And Whereas, the, and the corporation or the individual, like the guy that was part of the neighborhood watch that shot the um, Trevon Martin, and the corporations like Blackwater, know better. Uh, follow rules that are, are going to be better for you and I than government and professional law enforcement that are trying their hardest now to follow the laws written by the legislators. <laughs> now power. they're responsible. Uh, the guy who shot Trayvon Martin is in jail. How many cops a, go to jail for an accidental that, shooting? I mean, you started talking before I was even finished. How many cops okay, go to jail okay. for, an, for an accidental shooting now? He was a part of the security network you're saying should be in charge of the people that you're going to have living No, with. I'm saying that people make mistakes, okay? Just cops make mistakes. Individuals not who are not uh, cops make mistakes. They all make mistakes. The problem yeah. is when you take somebody and you make them not responsible for their actions. Police officers have uh, sovereign immunity, or they have, depending on no. the circumstance, they have sovereign immunity, or they have limited no, they immunity. Of, um, no, in, uh, yes, they do. No, they they do. absolutely have immunity. Sure if do. you don't know, you need to go look this up. I, I was a police officer. My wife is a police officer. There's no sovereign immunity. Okay. You know I mean, police officers lost their houses, lost their jobs, been sued, put in jail. There's no sovereign immunity. I don't know how many have, but there's absolutely uh, this. Uh, I think it's called limited immunity, or um, you know, there's there's this type of immunity. Qualified immunity. Qualified immunity. That's you're, the terminology. Uh, I, I, I would ask you to research. You're wrong. Qualified immunity. And, and, and you've never heard this term, qualified immunity. People. As a former law enforcement officer, you've never heard the term. Well, cops qualified? lie, by the way, Mark. So there's no reason I'm going to believe a word you say, Steve. Because I want him to answer the question. Have you exactly. heard the term qualified immunity? There's all kinds of immunity. Okay, and great. The, immunity, the immunity I have is I have to work under the color of law. I have to make sure that I'm following We all the do. Law, the right, the Everybody has to work under the color of law. There's nothing surprising there. You know, I'm not surprised that you're a former cop because you don't want competition. You want to make it look like having a competitive market in protection is a bad thing. But in fact, it makes people more accountable for their actions well, because customers I, I, can move their dollars to a competing agency if they feel like they're getting a bad deal or if they feel like there's corruption. Well, no, or if they, I, like the mar- I like that. I like the free market idea in almost every way. I, I have worked with neighborhood watches. I I've worked with Blackwater. I've worked with a lot of the, the covert. And guess who? Guess who fills all the Blackwater slots? It's police officers sure. or retired police officers. Absolutely. And so you're, you're, they're all in the same. In the same. And now Blackwater no longer exists. 
under the Blackwater title because they were doing massive wrong. So we're so I the want the law. I wish we had more time to talk to you about this because it's a detailed issue. But so these law enforcement yeah. officers that are currently law enforcement officers would still be under this magic world that you're talking to Ian about. Would still be the people that are doing protection. Feel services. free to call back, to, except for the corrupt ones. I wouldn't want them involved in anything. But uh, Steve, feel free to call back tomorrow night because uh, I wish we had more time to talk to you about this issue. And we just don't. And there's a lot to it. Uh, but essentially, it would be an open market in protection services, unlike what we have today, which is an awful, violent... The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends, you like Free Talk Live, like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears... Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook.